0: had a i had a very strange almost had a quick notion of i was going to do like a parody of the breakfast club theme <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna dang, dang. oh 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 Ooh, no you know i was gonna do some kind of off brand version of it <laughs> don't you forget about me
1: oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's anyway. that music right there put that in <laughs> hey y'all my name is hannah People call me Panda, and today Dustin and I will be talking about One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus.
0: So, you have a long to be read list and you don't know how to proceed. Just give yourself a break, my friend, because Dustin can read. Dustin can read. On Monday afternoon, five students at Bayview High walk into detention. Bronwyn, the brain, is Yale-bound and never breaks a rule. Addie, the beauty, is the picture-perfect homecoming princess. Nate, the criminal, is already on probation for dealing. Cooper, the athlete, is the all-star baseball pitcher. And Simon, the outcast, is the creator of Bayview High's notorious gossip app. Only, Simon never makes it out of the classroom. Before the end of detention, Simon's dead and according to investigators, his death wasn't an accident. On Monday, he died, but on Tuesday, he planned to post juicy reveals about all four of his high-profile classmates, which makes all four of them suspects in his murder. Or are they just the perfect patsies for a killer who's still on the loose? Everyone has secrets, right? What really matters is how far you would go to protect them. This book was published in 2017 by Delacorte Press, Mm -hmm. and for those who don't know, since this book is less than five years old and no film or TV series adaptation is available, I will not spoil the entire book since it's so young. I think that's a bullshit thing to do. Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) I will go through the first few chapters. In this case, I'm going to go through part one of the three-part book. And just to give you the listener initial setup before we go into any further thoughts, is that cool? Let's get started. First, I want to talk about the cover design and how when I was actually just looking, I was in the bookstore one day and I just happened to look over and this like automatically grabbed my attention is this Mm -hmm. cover. And it made me really want to read the book. It just looks really good. Just even from the cover, I didn't have to read the description and I wanted to read the book. Yeah. And um, uh, go ahead and describe the cover for us, Hannah.
1: Okay. It definitely looks like almost a page out of like a yearbook. And you see all of the different pictures and then it's got four faces on it. But then we have like, like notebook paper that's like cut out in place of their faces. So you can just see like hair and like sh- uh, neck and shoulders. And then the one of us is lying. It's like written over their faces. And it really looks like it's written just like in Sharpie marker. Like um, a red
0: Sharpie.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I don't even think until I really looked further into it. that I was like, I really think that that it looks like a yearbook. But yeah, you can
0: tell like toward the bottom of the picture, you can see the heads cut off of somebody else. Like it does look like it's probably from a page of the yearbook or it's supposed to be
1: right. Right. Very clever. I thought it was really cool.
0: It's very kind of ransom note looking in a way because of the pictures cut out and everything, even though, you know, they're supposed to represent the four main characters. Right. I do want to talk about how the way it's set up, there's the description of the brain, the beauty, the criminal, the athlete and the outcast which is totally The Breakfast Club.
1: (laughs) It is. This is The
0: Breakfast Club meets a murder
1: mystery. Exactly. (laughs) And I I mean, yeah, it starts right out in detention. And it's hilarious that that's, you know, kind of how it's depicted with the four characters there.
0: To tell our audience, this book is written in the first person present point of view, meaning everything is happening as we read it. Example, instead of, I walked to detention, it would be I walk to detention. It's four different narratives, different points of view. It switches out throughout the book. And it takes place in, I'm assuming, a a fictional town of Bayview, California, which is about supposedly 15 miles east of San Diego. What did you think about the setting?
1: I don't know. I was kind of picturing the school – From, like, other places that they go in the city, I'm not quite sure that I can tell how large of a city Bayview is. But the school seems small enough that, like, all of these characters are, like, people know each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. And especially this gossip-type site that's going on, it definitely makes it seem like it's a smaller town in California.
0: And it's definitely a suburb of San Diego because they talk about going into San Diego, into the city – you know,
1: yeah, yeah, even yeah. though there's just
0: probably technically a city, you know, as far as right. size goes, but it's small compared to, you know, you know, it's
1: small enough that um, it's like one high school, you know, baby high or yeah. whatever. Yeah.
0: Unless they have like a private school or something nearby. Yeah, they do. They had that uh the Catholic school.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. They have
0: a Catholic school that they went to when they were kids or a couple of them did okay. anyway. All right. Well, let's get into this story. Okay. Bronwyn starts us off. It's a Monday in September. It's the end of the school day. And she's been reading the gossip app about this. And is caught by the app's creepy little creator, Simon Kelleher. Mm -hmm. do you say Kelleher?
1: I say Kelleher.
0: Kelleher, yeah. Yeah. So Simon proceeds to follow her while trying to get dirt from her, not so subtly. And she's not falling for it. She's like, I'm not giving him anything. He gossips and Mm -hmm. puts all this crap out there. Yeah. They both arrive at detention and he's surprised to see her go in too inside are three are the other three main players and the teacher, a grouchy hard ass named Mr. Avery <laughs> As everyone takes a seat it's revealed that everyone was given attention because Mr. Avery confiscated phones from them in class, all of which allegedly did not belong to them. They all pretty much claim that it was a prank of some sort but Avery's not hearing it he assigns them a 500 word essay on why technology is bad and what is wrong with this guy like,
1: What's hilarious is, I mean, (laughs) I mean, like it's current present day. I mean, even one of the kids says, like, usually in our classrooms, everybody has a Chromebook. So it's like, obviously, the school is like pro technology. Like,
0: well, you know, uh, obviously, it's outside of San Diego. It's going to be, you know, a nice neighborhood, nice place. (laughs) Probably going to have the money.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wait. So is Mr. Avery, do they all have a class with him? And like, at the apparently, he like checks people like. Before they go into class, he, like, checks their bags or something?
0: Or he found them in class. Maybe they either rang or buzzed or something. I don't know. They don't really go into specifics on that.
1: Yeah, he, like, like found how- in their bags. Like, he didn't, like, catch them with it the, in their hands.
0: No. They were and in so their bags. So, I'm thinking they rang.
1: They, like, oh, it was planted there or whatever. But, yeah. class what right. a- That he's, like, I don't know, like, on the prowl for phones. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I have no clue. I just don't know what his deal is with this technology thing. I mean, I had a few teachers who didn't like change, especially like in computers coming in about, you know, yeah. but I mean, and they openly criticized stuff, you know, similar to this guy. It was just really weird. It's like, dude, you know, you're a teacher. You're supposed to learn and grow with. You don't just stay anyway.
1: yeah, Going on a rant
0: on that. But yeah, so think- right after that, the point of view switches over to Cooper and he's the jock of the group. And Simon is searching for his missing water bottle, but Mr. Avery tells him to quiet down and get a drink from the sink in the back of the room. So he grabs a cup and gets a drink. He then proceeds to harass Nate, accusing him of planting the phones on them. But there's suddenly a a very loud crashing sound and everyone looks out the window to see a car accident in the parking lot. So Mr. Avery, he, you know, Oh, let me go check on this. And he leaves to, you know, make sure the drivers are okay. Simon, Still trying to instigate something with pretty much everyone, starts to choke. He collapses quickly and everyone rushes to his side. Nate takes charge and looks for an EpiPen and Bronwyn grabs her phone from the desk to call for help. Teachers start to show up and instruct Cooper to go find an EpiPen in the nurse's office. But when he checks the epinephrine box, it's empty. Hmm. Something seems up with that. Another teacher. Yeah. Another teacher comes in and takes over looking for the EpiPens. So he returns to you know the classroom just in time as the ambulance arrives to take, Nate, uh, to take um, Simon away on a stretcher. He was apparently allergic to peanuts or something. The EMTs inject him with something and I'm assuming that's epinephrine and Mr. Avery leaves with Simon and everyone has doubts about his condition. Now Addie has taken over the storytelling. We learn that she's been with her boyfriend Jake since they were 14. She's a senior now. Jake used to be a kind of awkward, but grew hotter as they got older and as they've been together, and Cooper is Jake's best friend
1: and he be, slowly becomes more of a jerk uh, the older he gets as well, it seems
0: <laughs> yeah, well, as, as more I guess as, as you know he gets more and more good looking the you know more of his personality starts to go away. Yeah. <laughs> so, after calling him all distraught to pick her up, Jake takes her home and sees her to her room. She tells us that her mom probably has a thing for Jake because she's obsessed with being younger. She got Botox and all of her husbands get younger each, you know, every time she gets married, it's a different younger husband. Her mom doesn't think that Addie, which we learned is Adelaide, <laughs> is worthy of Jake. She doesn't think that he, you know, she's good enough for her own boyfriend. Yeah. like That's kind of a horrible thing to say to your kid.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Back at school, Nate tells us how he and Bronwyn walk out of school together and he offers her a ride on his motorcycle, but she kind of snobbishly turns him down. He brings out a flask and offers it. He seems like he's the bad boy, but really, he just took the flask from his dad that morning. He doesn't even really drink. She throws caution to the wind and takes a swig, or four, (laughs) from the flask. And they talk about the events that get transpired, and she apologizes for not being there when his mom died. He thinks it's ironic how he was caught with a phone that wasn't his, mainly because he has burner phones for all of his drug dealing. She loosens up pretty quickly and decides to take him up on his offer of a ride. I'm like, dang, girl, you just... (laughs) She downed that flask. Yeah. <laughs> so she's obviously terrified at the of the ride as she squeezes him extra tight, and he's kind of annoyed with her, but you know whatever, you know he's commenting he keeps commenting on her skirt and her legs, so it's like horny straight teenage boys, you know. I know. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, squeeze me as hard as you can.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, it's the good stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah. They get to her house in the rich neighborhood, and her phone rings in her backpack, and she answers it and gasps. (gasps) Simon didn't make it. He's dead. Dun, dun, dun. Nate,
1: he's gone.
0: Oh, my God, Nate, no. So the next morning, Bronwyn enters homeroom, and all eyes are on her. She feels sick to her stomach because of the bourbon she drank the night before on an empty stomach like a dumbass. (laughs) Luckily, her parents weren't home, and her sister helped sober her up. Her sister Maeve, which some of these names in this book, I love it. It's, like, it's a cool name, but at the same time, it's weird.
1: Maeve Bronwyn, that's <laughs> weird, but Maeve. Maeve and
0: Bronwyn, you know, kind of weird combo. Yes. So uh, the teacher stands and announces Simon's death as Bronwyn looks at the About This app, at the gossip app on her phone, almost expecting an update from Simon, who was apparently very thorough and only revealed truthful information. She is almost relieved he didn't find out the one secret she has. Hmm. I'm intrigued. What did she do? Hmm. She acknowledges the teacher is still talking. <laughs> I, to, I don't know why that made me laugh. She's like, oh, yeah, he's, she's
1: still going on. <laughs> cool.
0: The bell rings and the teacher you know, tells her to go to the guidance counselor's office at 11 for a grieving uh, counseling appointment, a grief counseling appointment. They've brought it in a professional, which... I thought it was weird, and it's like, didn't they? Isn't that what the counselor supposed to be a professional?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I mean, it. I guess it had just happened like the afternoon before, but like that's real fast for the school to be like to get somebody in there for you to like. I don't know. But, like, I know it takes a little while before. I don't. Especially know. if
0: they have to bring in a specialist, you would think I mean, that person was on call. <laughs> 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 they were ready.
1: What they do. <laughs> I guess so. We're ready
0: for people to grieve. (laughs) Anyway, she and her friends run into Evan, her crush. He's on the—is it the debate team? No, Model UN.
1: That's right. Oh no, they're
0: mathletes. They're They're mathletes. That's right. They're mathletes. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. She's a part of every damn club. (laughs) He seems really concerned about her, and it's really sweet. And I definitely like this guy if he was as cute as she described. She's apparently over him now. She says it's because of the trauma. <sighs> okay. And she really wasn't that interested, but I'm pretty sure it's because she wants Nate <laughs> from right, right off the bat. She passes him in the hall and he says hi too. And it's already out of character for her to say hi to him. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like, hmm, something's going on here.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Her friends, Kate and Yumiko start gossiping about how he's a man whore. And there's this funny little debate about a gender-neutral term, like don't use man whore. That's you know totally takes away from the. You know, like, I'm like okay, whatever. <laughs> she doesn't seem to care what they say, so she's into Nate for sure. Mm-hmm. Later, she goes to her therapy appointment, and the counselor talks to her about her Yale submissions. She's a legacy because her her parents and her grandparents went, but she let her gla- her grades slip up last year. However. She miraculously aced the course, mm. but it seems very reluctant to share her study strategies. Huh? That seems like someone might have cheated.
1: Perhaps.
0: Perhaps. Perhaps.
1: On when oh no.
0: No, not the good girl. We jump over to Cooper a couple of days later and he's spending time with his beautiful girlfriend, Keeley, when he's called to the principal's office around, you know, along with the other three. Now, he's the last one to show up, and there's also a cop, Officer Hank Budapest, which was a weird name choice, McManus. Like, (laughs) Hank Budapest. (laughs) What a name.
1: He's good with (laughs) the name. I
0: know. Uh-oh. You know, this can't be good. So, Officer Budapest says that Simon's family wanted to do an autopsy report, and he ingested a lot of peanut oil just before, you know, his allergic reaction. They tell him the story of the cell phones and the missing water bottles, so he got a drink from the sink, etc., etc. So Budapest asks if anyone had beef with Simon because of the About That app. Only Nate has been featured, and the other three aren't looking too innocent at the moment. Apparently everyone's hiding something they don't want to put in that gossip app. So later at home, Cooper sits down with his family, which includes his nanny grandmother, who moved in with a family um, to California five years ago from Mississippi. Hey, that's my state. Woohoo! They made this reference about Ole Miss at one point, and I was like, wait, Ole Miss? Is that... Are they talking about the college? And, and then he says he's from Mississippi. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of a random thing about Ole Miss. It was Yeah. <laughs> so they talk about Simon some more. The dad seems obsessed with Cooper's potential baseball career. He keeps calling him Cooperstown, which I think is like, ugh, it's annoying. I-
1: That's a really
0: stupid thing. I know he wants Cooper to focus and you know, Cooper's mom just wants him to take it easy and be a kid. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Cooper's girlfriend, Keely stops by unexpectedly, which is weird. And she's talking with his parents. And as she's doing that, Cooper gets a thirsty text message from somebody who really wants to see him. And he's got a huge grin on his face. What's so weird about this is how he's talking up Keely to the reader like, he's talking to us, the reader, as he's texting back this anonymous person that he misses them to. Yeah. And I'm starting to see how this book is working. I'm like, oh, so one of us is lying. So they're actually just even lying from the reader. <laughs> just yeah. keeping crap to themselves. Very true. So over at Addie, she's brushing her hair, her beautiful hair. She has this beautiful, beautiful blonde hair. Apparently, everything that she can look like crap, but her hair will always look awesome.
1: Hair oh, man. That's what makes it. That's the only thing. man. Apparently,
0: <laughs> so she's thinking about how beautiful keely is even though she does have the best hair and you know jake comes over but she finishes prepping before she goes down ta- you know downstairs
1: mm-hmm.
0: so thinking about simon she remembers him always hanging around and asking everyone she knows out once a drunk keely made out with him at a party she thinks he should have gone out with someone like bronwyn Though she remembers Bronwyn didn't seem to like him or even seem sad that he died. Huh. Why
1: would she have gone out with Bronwyn? Was he super smart, too? We were. I mean, yeah, because
0: he was a tech genius because he made the app and everything. Yeah,
1: hmm, I see. And he
0: was obviously really intelligent by you know getting the information he got somehow. Right. Yeah. So Jake enters her room and tells her that Simon's mom called for to ask him to be a pallbearer at the funeral because they used to be really good friends before high school. And she forgot that, that they used to be good friends before he became a jock and Simon turned weird. We learned that Simon got a lot of attention for exposing some sexting scandal on another app. And that's when he created his own gossip app and began to terrorize others, basically. And Jake plan- Jake's planning a-, a beach outing with some friends. And he starts to name them off. And Addie is praying that TJ won't be there, whoever that is. Yeah. However, Jake says that he's been invited. And I'm left wondering... What is up with TJ? Apparently he's the newest member of their clique and she does not like him for some reason. And I'm like, what is going on here? Something is going on with this guy. Addie's mom leaves her with her stepdad, Justin, who's like 10 years older than her, maybe. (laughs) And she and Jake decide to get it on. (laughs) Yeah. bow a wow, wow. (laughs) They apparently waited. Jake was being romantic and setting up everything after their junior prom, uh-huh. and you know, at this moment, he even asks for consent, like before they even start doing it. Now, which I mean, he's being the model modern man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that like he said, she's saying like he did all these nice things. It was so romantic. I would have wouldn't have mind something more spontaneous. What, a junior in high school, no, you want all the romance. You want to plan that out your first time, at least (laughs) (laughs) a little spontaneity, but whatever. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, Nate's at home with his drunk dad. His house is literally falling apart. It's really a shack at this point because it hasn't been taken care of in years, probably since his mom died. I'm guessing dad got injured and is on social security now drinking his cares away and Jake has a part-time job selling painkillers which he admits is stupid mainly because he's on probation for selling weed but he figures he makes money fast and easy so it's worth the risk. I'd weigh those options a little more, bud. <laughs> maybe maybe think about it. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you know, so I'm wrong about his mom, I guess. She was bipolar and went off for meds at some point and the poor kid had to watch his mother go nuts. throwing their shit out the windows and, you know, balling up on the floor and crying. Then his dad just dives headfirst into alcoholism. He admits he's kind of a hypocrite for selling drugs, but he doesn't deal in cocaine, which is what his mom was into. But I mean, I mean, it's illegal (laughs) either way. It's illegal what you're doing. So
1: not the cocaine. So we're good. Mm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He thinks about Bronwyn and it's clear he has a thing for her. Apparently his mom, when she was coherent, Really liked her too. And was always like kind of pushing, nudging him towards Bronwyn. So he gets a booty call text from some girl. And then he gets another text from his friend, Chad Posner. It's a link to an article in Tumblr that has someone confessing to murdering Simon. They say they got the idea from Dateline. And since no one really likes Simon anyway, it was the perfect plan. Ooh, that's freaky sinister. (laughs) Yeah. Friday night, Bronwyn and her sister Maeve, which I instantly went to to all the boys I loved before for this scene because they're having this marathon where they're watching Buffy. And yeah. and I'm going to the Golden Girls scene that Laura Jean and Kitty have, you know, they're watching Golden Girls. Yeah. And that's what I picked her in place. You know, the sheer fact though that she refers to Buffy as retro hurts me to my core. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for these little punks to feel what it's like when Riverdale was referred to as retro. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. Great example.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: Just get, just get ready kids. Bronwyn is an overachiever to take pressure off of Maeve. Sweet, but kind of dumb to put yourself through the stress because Maeve used to have leukemia and fell behind in school and everything. And so she wanted to, you know, I'm going to do really well because that way it won't look so bad on Maeve. I don't know how that, I don't know that logic, but whatever. Nate shows up. Maeve teases Bronwyn about him. Like, you like him. You like him. She says he has a pretty mouth in Spanish, which is an odd hillbilly thing to say. (laughs) You sure got a pretty mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I looked it up. I was like, he says, and then I was like, I don't speak Spanish. So I had to go and look it up. And I was like, you've got, he's got a pretty mouth. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, that's not
1: no, Boca is mouth. I didn't look up the rest of it, though. I was just like, something about his mouth? What?
0: Oh, yeah. You sure got a pretty mouth, Nate. Ooh. So, <laughs> Nate sees the piano and asks Bronwyn if she plays, and she does. She, she tries to, you know, she's not very good at it. She's still practicing. She tries a piece that she's been practicing and sucks at. However, this time, she magically does the best performance ever. And Nate, of course, is impressed. Which I just found that to be just, well, of course, you know, your muse is here now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and strange. It says something like, oh, that's right. He, sh- Yeah, maybe uh, Bronwyn does make uh, say something about it la- later. Like, Maeve was right. His mouth is sexy or whatever. But <laughs> His something mouth about is sexy. I know it's supposed to be, like, really attractive, which I don't know. It's a beautiful moment, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah,
0: There's a lot of of horniness going on in this book. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Anyway, so back to Addie. Officer Budapest is there with more questions. Of course, her mom is flirting with him, shamelessly. He asks Addie why she was in the nurse's office, and she lies and says she wasn't. Then changes her tune when she says she had cramps. The nurse said there were plenty of Effie that morning. But they were missing when Cooper went to get them. Hmm. All Addie can think about is going to the beach. You know, girl, this is a murder investigation. Stay <laughs> invested. No. <Yeah. laughs> I want to go to the beach with my boyfriend. Um, You're being investigated for murder. Oh, uh, I want to go to the beach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should not lie to the police officer and stop worrying about it. <laughs>
0: She says later on, I didn't lie, I just didn't remember. I'm like, you're so that's that's a horrible lie right there. Daddy. I just didn't remember <laughs> whatever you do.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: so Jake shows up at the house with TJ in tow, and she is not thrilled. Then perfect Jake turns out to be a douche. He asks Addie to change into something cuter because she's wearing a baggy sweatshirt to stay warm at the beach. What an ass hat.
1: Oh, fuck yes. Oh, He's
0: like, something, you know, more form fitting. like, Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm
1: cute but it's cold he's like oh you'll be fine
0: and like immediately it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little cold nah, don't worry about it I'll keep you warm like I don't think that's gonna work but whatever so while uh, she's changing we turn we find out that it turns out she got drunk last summer and slept with TJ after she and Jake had their first time ah mm-hmm. there's the secret insecurity while huh. Jake was out of town led to rum and sex all her idea mm. T.J. seems nice, though. You know, he says he'll keep it a secret, but, you know, we'll see. So Saturday evening with Cooper, he pitches a good game and a scout for the Padres stops to congratulate him and allude that something is up with his pitching progressing so fast. Like, wow, you've, you know, jumped up. Like, what's going on with that? His dad is really obsessed. (laughs) He is obsessed with this baseball career Mm -hmm. or future baseball career.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: So, everyone goes to the football field at school for Simon's memorial Saturday night. And Cooper runs into Leah Jackson, who Simon nearly made kill herself because there was a whole thing about her being a slut or something. Or, no, she was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but she ended up trying to kill herself because of something he posted once. Yeah. And she says that there's another Tumblr post. Uh oh. This time, the killer confessed to planning it all out. And makes it seem like they are one of the few that was in the room as he gasped for his last breath. Not good. So Nate, on Sunday at noon, he gets hounded by his probation officer, Officer Lopez, who seems to actually care about him. She even makes him go to Simon's funeral, where there's tons of cops in civilian clothes watching all four of the main players. And one ends up sliding into the pew at the end of the service next to talk to Nate. Addy gets stopped by a detective Wheeler at the funeral and goes with her to the police station. There, they bring out Simon's laptop with the about that info that was about to be published, implicating all four in a scandal. And here's what they found. Yes, Bronwyn cheated. She hacked the teacher's Google Drive for copies of the chemistry tests last year because she was failing and she, she yeah, it's horrible. Nate is selling drugs behind his probation officer's back. Cooper supposedly shooting up steroids, which apparently helped his pitching performance. And Addie cheated on Jake with TJ. Yeah, some bombshells. So Detective Wheeler tries to confess, you know, get a confession from Addie. And she says she thinks the entire group was in on it. Like Detective Wheeler Wheeler says this to Addie. I think the whole group was in on this. She says Addie lied before about being in the Nerfus office. Damn, this is relentless. No matter if a school liaison is there, they should have called her mom or sister instead of trying to entrap her in a confession.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. they had
0: a school liaison who was just going, I'm here as a person of interest. I'm like, as a person? What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work like that. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't. What? As an interested party. That's what it was. I was I'm was. i here as an interested party. I'm like, yeah. it's still, what? But you don't need to be here. Next is Cooper. Though he swears he's not juicing up, but there is a secret he's keeping. Having to do with the text message earlier, I presume, they are trying the group killing scenario with him, but he's not falling for it. He calls home and his dad goes off on the detective. Cooper gets up to leave, and the detective tries to coax him to confess because one of the others will, you know one of them's going to you know, confess, and then all of you are going to be screwed. I like, well, they didn't do anything. <laughs> anyway, so Bronwyn's parents stop her officer before he gets started. On the way home, they are going off about the accusations, you know, but Bronwyn confesses she cheated. She found her teacher's Google Drive open on a school computer and uploaded the test to a flash drive. Just somehow Simon found out. But that was last March. Why did he hold on to this info for so long? Hmm. Her dad asks if there's anything else. And she says no, but lets us know that she's lying. Nate gets dropped off by officer Lopez after his interrogation. He didn't confess anything earlier. She cares about him enough to tell him the truth. He doesn't have a loving family that is well off. He will be the scapegoat of the four. If the killer isn't caught poor kid, but at least she's trying to do him a solid. Exactly. You know, I think a lot of these probation officers, especially the ones that work with kids, they do care because they're working with kids and they're, you know, yeah, or at least I hope they do.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I do too. And it's, definitely portrayed here
0: Mm -hmm. so he drives around and ends up at Bronwyn's whose dad comes outside and tells him to leave due to the investigation now he really feels alone in this Addie gets her older sister Ashton to pick her up from the police station her mom is not ever available it seems Ashton tells Addie that she needs to talk to Jake and tell him about TJ but Addie is hesitant Ashton thinks Addie wanted Jake to find out because of how much he rules over her life. He, you know, he tells her to jump and she says, how high? So Ashton takes Addie to Jake's where she confesses everything. Jake is livid, even punches and damages the wall. He feels like a fool, understandably, and he kicks her out of the house. He doesn't want to talk to her ever again. End of part one. So that is the initial setup of one of us is lying. So. Hannah, yeah. Did you ever get caught in a lie in high school? Oh my! Or if not, did you? You know, do you have a lie that you that you got away with that you wouldn't be you wouldn't mind confessing?
1: (laughs) Um. Okay. (laughs) I am not the best person to ask this to because I actually did homeschool for the last. I finished out um, school doing homeschool. I went to a public school for like a year and a half. And I like had moved to a new state. So I didn't have any friends and high school was rough and everybody sucked. So I just like dropped out and did homeschool. <laughs> but I was a goody two shoes in high school. I really was. I, I And I can't say that I was Bronwyn and cheated on a test because I don't not that I remember. Um so no, I I I just can't think of anything major. Um the only lie that I did not get caught in was actually in elementary school. Can I tell this story instead?
0: Yeah. I want to hear this.
1: Okay, well you know The Burn Book and Mean Girls? Oh god. Okay. Well, in sixth grade, me and the girls in my class created a burn book, but we called it the cool book. I mean, Mean Girls wasn't even out yet, so I like to think that they stole it from us. But (laughs) anyway, I'm sure it's a thing. So we made a book and we called it the cool book. And we just talked bad about the boys in the class and then good about the boys in the class that like we had crushes on. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah. And we'd like pass the book around and people would like write on, we'd like a page for each boy and you would like write on it just like stupid stuff they did. Like one kid's like one of poor Corey's, it was Corey. And I think the only thing that got written on on his page said, smells like fish. (laughs) Poor kid. Anyways, boys caught on to it. They stole it out of one of the girls' backpacks and turned it into the teacher. But the book hadn't made its way around to me yet, so my name, like, wasn't in it, even though, like, I, like, helped make it. Ooh,
0: so- you let the others take the fall, didn't you? I did.
1: How <laughs> <laughs> found out, like, I just looked like you know, the good girl that didn't participate and instead like it was like totally one of my ideas, but I got away with it. (laughs) I did not get detention. I didn't get nothing.
0: Oh, you're lucky. Lucky. Did you have detention in grade
1: school? Oh, something like that. I don't know what they call it. Maybe you had to write an essay or something, but like not after school or something. I don't know.
0: Maybe you had to stay in. I know we had to stay in from recess if we were getting punished, so we didn't get to go to recess. Yeah. Well, I, I did something. The one thing I can think of right off the top of my head was that I once told my parents or actually my mom, I was driving a couple blocks over to my friend's house to watch uh, the movie, the Stephen King movie, Christine.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, it was on cable. And she was like, oh, you should watch this. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I'll, I'll totally, I'm going to go over to uh, my friend's house and go watch this. She's like, okay. But I actually drove like 45 minutes away to hang out with my secret boyfriend <laughs> Yeah. For, for only like an hour. And then yeah. I had to drop all the way back because the movie wasn't going to be that long. It was kind of a dumb thing to do. I totally couldn't get in a car accident. And oh, Aww. it was so horrible.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I was 16. I don't know if it was really worth it. But <laughs> anyway. All right. So we have our main suspects in this story, which is Bronwyn, Nate, Addie, and Cooper. I mean, we, we don't want to forget the technophobic Mr. Avery. So um, did you have any ideas? Of of the beginning of who the killer might be, or who all was involved in this whole scandal, I like mean, I totally went to Mister Avery first, but you know I figured it was too obvious, obviously. But right. then, as more secrets were revealed, I jumped from suspect to suspect. Really, and, you know, because it definitely had some twists that I was not expecting. Was there anybody that you maybe focused on the most?
1: Um, I did not really ever can like consider any of the four. I, I mean, I was pretty certain. Like none of these four, because especially when it started, and you're reading like from their perspective. Which yes, there could have been a twist. And I read plenty of books where it's like, even though it's like from this person's perspective, like halfway through the book, they give themselves away. You know, like in their yeah, reveal
0: more information. You're like, oh,
1: yeah. But because like all of these characters just right from the beginning are sharing their stories and it's like in their, you know, in their head, I, you know, I was pretty certain, like, it's not these guys, but like, I have no idea, but I um the way it did end up ending. um I, I was, I had a really good feeling that that's how it was going to end. I mean, definitely there's a couple extra, you know, pieces here and there that right. I was um you know accomplices or communication between people like who's in on it what's going on like um yeah that's were stuck. you
0: were you like were you satisfied with the ending or what was your impression of the
1: i was yes because even if i like might have felt that way like toward like through the book a little bit like oh, i i bet this could be it or almost like oh wouldn't it be cool if this was it like that's kind of what i was thinking in my head yeah um so, yeah, I was totally fine with it. I, I thought it was very like, oh, yeah, I really liked it.
0: I like the outcome, although I will say this sounds bad, but I feel a little cheated a little bit from because um, there were so many great twists in the book it, throughout the story. Yeah. You know, the little reveals here and there. And, right. you know, the bad guy reveal was kind of underwhelming for me. Really? It, it didn't feel like a big enough build up to that moment until that chapter that everything starts to happen. And then we get the you know reveal yeah. that. You know, it just felt like all of a sudden everything happened then. There was no buildup and then all of a sudden, boom, there it was. I don't know. Some about it felt anticlimactic a little
1: bit. Ha- like, Yeah, without giving that away. But the way that it ended, it was like they really couldn't have, you know, hinted that. I don't know. Yeah. It had to be just like, boom, this is what happened. But I can agree with um, some of that in the sense that like the motive – you know what I mean? Like the motive mm-hmm. behind it was just like I don't know, kind of grasping at straws a little bit. Or yeah,
0: it was a little like people. But, I mean,
1: I mean, obviously, whoever this was, or you know, it ends up being, or however the ending turns out, clearly someone's being framed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Oh, that, I agree. I agree with that. That first part, that's not giving anything away how the blog post comes out and says that like someone in the room saw it happen. So clearly that's happening. So that I think at the end was where I was like, eh, when it comes towards like why the this person was framed.
0: The motivation. Yeah. Right. So without spilling, whose character were you most surprised by? Do you think surprised you the most? Like which character surprised you the most in the, throughout the book? Like, I think, I'll tell you mine. Mine was definitely Addie. Like, yeah. her character could go a million different directions, you know, and when it's revealed, you know, what we know about her.
1: Right. That's true. Um, I think, well, that's hard. Because they do that, uh, you know, Karen McManus does a great job of that with all the characters. Like, as you go through, Bronwyn's a little bit different than you would have thought. You know, Nate, obviously. Um, but... I, I don't know. I think I was a little, probably more um, shocked or some of the things that were revealed about Cooper. I didn't really predict. Do you know what I mean? And then, oh, even, I
0: predicted Cooper's big reveal.
1: Even yes. just personality, like he does all. I, the- I,
0: it's just the hints that were dropped. I, I, I picked up on it right away.
1: Yeah. Even and and at the beginning, he does seem like a good guy. And so I don't really want to give that away, but I don't think I'm giving much away to say that he remains kind of this star athlete, like all American.
0: He probably changes the least,
1: I guess. That's what I was going to say is he doesn't like turn into a douche or anything, but just like he pretty much
0: stays consistent throughout.
1: Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, just as you dive into his character, people he stands up for, people he talks about, and kind of what he does. Maybe it's more just like, it was more like heartwarming. Like everything I read, I'd be like, oh, great. Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) (laughs) What a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) I almost answered your question as if it was a totally different question. Oh, that's
0: fine. (laughs) (laughs) Go on a rant. Go for it. (laughs)
1: Oh, Cooper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how about this one? How who was your favorite character?
1: Okay. So, if you if I talk about like storyline specifically, you know, like the things that had because you mentioned like kind of the changes in Addy. So, just thinking about like her storyline, Cooper storyline, Bronwyn, Nate. Like Bronwyn and Nate's storyline was the was like I enjoyed and I just love both of them i love them both
0: bronwyn and nate the yeah yeah, they had a good storyline i think mine was probably nate too Mm -hmm.
1: the sensitive
0: and horny bad boy you know some of those makeout scenes he describes they were pretty hot and heavy like there was some good i was was the build-up to him i was like
1: when he gets that that text in the middle of the night like hey what are you doing and he responds come over this is like before bronwyn or whatever like you know he's a he's got that reputation. So obviously has a reputation, you know, with his with the uh, drug dealing or whatever. But he has this reputation of just like I don't know, just messing around with girls or whatever. yeah. But he's not like a um, you know, he's never pictured as like a womanizer or anything. He just is experienced. So once he has someone like Bronwyn, that's like actually shows the kind of attention that he needs. He's a he's an amazing, like he's an amazing, I wouldn't say like boyfriend or whatever. Like, you know. He
0: transforms person. for yeah. sure. I
1: don't know what happens with their relationship, but like he's an amazing partner, he's an amazing guy, he's just experienced. So he's got a little, yeah, those descriptions and his thoughts about Bronwyn. Like Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny, you know how I was talking about earlier how her friend, like Kate and Yamika, they were talking about man whore. They called him a man whore. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? and throughout the whole book, like he doesn't really, everybody's always throwing themselves at him. If you notice that, like he didn't, he didn't throw himself at anybody. He didn't grab anybody. The only time he did was when he grabbed Keely at the party and started making out with her to save her from having to, you know, deal with Simon. That was the only time he did anything like that.
1: I know. That's what kind of I was saying. Like, he's not a womanizer. He's not, yeah, he's not a man whore. I don't think I just, yeah, he's just, he'll just go along with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's like the
0: women treat him like he has a golden tip penis, <laughs> you know,
1: it's just interesting about, I mean, he's obviously not attracting the right kind of women, but <laughs>
0: no. he's attracting every woman, actually <laughs> yeah. every woman who wants him, is just, you know, ones like one are too timid to go for it. You know,
1: yeah. I think it's just all the girls who want to have a good time. He just says yes to, because he's lonely and he's, you know, just no mother figure. Nope. No. Nope.
0: Nope. Um, okay, so the inevitable movie, this will probably be made into. You know <sighs> yeah. it's coming. You know it's gonna happen. I know. Um, the Fairview 4. Who do you think should play who? It can be past and present. It doesn't have to be people right now. I know of some people that
1: Okay, but like I when I was reading this, I thought Dustin's probably going to ask me that. I should be prepared. And then I, <laughs> I'm not prepared.
0: <laughs> well, let me go into mine. Maybe it'll give you some inspiration. How's that? <laughs> be prepared. What was that song? Is that from Lion King? Be prepared.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Well, here's what I'll say. So I know that Bronwyn is half Colombian. Um. So she's part Latina. Uh, but I totally see Jazz Sinclair from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Do you ever watch that?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a good show. I'm,
0: yeah, her friend, um, uh, the black girl with the glasses. I forgot her name.
1: Yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't think of her character name.
0: Not Susie. Roz. There we go. Roz, yeah. her friend Roz. I could see, even though you know she's not described as being like half black, I could kind of see maybe they – Mix up that character a little bit, maybe put her in, or she could actually be. She's, you know, she has that look. She could probably pull off being half Latina yeah. too. Sure. Yeah, or or I see like the girl who um who was in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the main girl. Yeah. With the glasses. I kind of see her being Addie as well, even though she's a little too white. <laughs> but still, that's the her being that part. It's that nerdy girl aspect influencing that, you know. Uh,
1: you said Addie. Do you mean Addie or Bronwyn?
0: Excuse me, Bronwyn, sorry. I think she should play Bronwyn.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I follow you. Yeah, I can see that. Bronwyn is the only one that I um, think I pictured someone specific in my head that... Um, I don't know why I pictured those. Okay, well, <laughs> you can do... I could go two ways with it, okay? One, especially if I'm not thinking about the race, because sometimes I, I just... I don't know. I just I think more about
0: personality. Yes,
1: personality, or even certain things like hair, or just like I don't know. I just sometimes just think about that stuff. So
0: one defining trait kind of thing.
1: Yes. So for some reason, Bronwyn, I could picture her being um the girl who plays Leah and loves Simon. Um for some
0: reason. Oh yeah. She's the girl from Thirteen Reasons Why. Is she? Yeah, that's the same girl.
1: You're right.
0: It's the same girl. The, Hannah is that her name?
1: What is that? This is that the one from that you're talking about from from Scared? Thirteen
0: Reasons Why? Isn't that the girl who killed herself? Hannah.
1: What the fuck are you talking? Not,
0: not you, Hannah. But isn't the girl character in Thirteen Reasons Why? Isn't that her name? Is I've Hannah?
1: Never seen Thirteen Reasons Why.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was kind of pointless.
1: <laughs> no. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I think that's her name. Her name is Hannah in that. That's the reason why it sounded like I was talking to you. I just realized that when I was saying it.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't think you were saying my name. I was just like 13 reasons. No, I haven't seen 13 Reasons Why. Um, but I don't know. No, I was thinking Leah from Love Simon with her mm-hmm. I don't know, like her curly hair, I guess. But but yeah, no, I I could see her, but you could go a different route eh? <laughs> because of the nerdiness, like math type thing. Um, mm-hmm. also someone that popped out to me is a character, not the actress per se, and that would be Vanessa Hudgens in high school musical.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, she is, you know, she's Latina.
1: I know, and,
0: and the nerdy latina, yeah, that totally makes sense. I even thought that too. Like yeah. younger Vanessa Hudgens could probably play her for sure. Yeah.
1: I don't know, she's not a mathlete, it's a science thing, but she's at some kind of competition and she has to leave the competition really fast and go to the audition for High School Musical and she's wearing like a <laughs> <laughs> and she's like super nerdy and I am like, that's Bronwyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. So. <laughs> okay, for Nate.
0: Okay, oh, for Nate? Yeah. Um. Well, for Nate, I kind of had, I don't know, did you ever watch um, the very short lived series. Uh, it was on the CW, the secret circle. No, he didn't watch that. There's a character in it and he lives next door to her, to the main girl. And I don't know in my head, that's who would play him. I don't know his name, but another person I could say for that would be, um, did you ever watch uh teen wolf or the originals? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> really oh, there's there's
0: there. this actor. There's this actor. And his name is Daniel Sherman. Okay, and he's blonde and he always plays kind of a bad boy he's british too but you know sometimes he plays british sometimes he plays american but he does a really good job he kind of has that i don't know kind of he 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 can pull off that kind of uh s- snarky smirk kind of bad boy type of thing but also kind of being nice and kind and you know i just feel like he can pull off all that
1: so i mean i guess the cover do- i don't like the cover of the book I mean, yeah, I'm sure because I has four people and it's supposed to represent our four characters, but I didn't really try to place them in those pictures. Does it say Nate has blonde hair or were you or does I it I think sh- it was
0: dirty blonde hair or something like that?
1: I just pictured him with dark hair for some reason, but I wasn't picturing like a specific face. Like I can't quite think of an actor that would fit that. Um but-
0: I had a good person in mind for, for Cooper. Yeah, who dat? Uh, who dat? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, especially because I think that if this does get made, if it's not in the movie theater, it's going straight to Netflix. That's going to be one of those movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, if it's if it's a Netflix movie, it's totally going to be Noah Centineo.
1: Noah Centineo.
0: The guy from To All the Boys I Loved Before.
1: Oh, yes.
0: I could totally see him playing Cooper.
1: Is he the? Um,
0: the main guy she ends up with. Peter? Yes.
1: yes, Kavinsky. Yeah, he's in, like, every Netflix movie right now. My God. There's every time, there's, like, a new one that pops up. I'm like, that's that dude. And I've only seen him. Well, no, no, I ended up watching another one that he was in because I loved him so much and to all the things. <laughs> and that's Cooper. Huh, I don't see that for some reason. Um, But, yeah, that's funny. I pictured Cooper like really tall, like tall and lanky. I don't even know. Oh really? Is, but I pictured him like tall and lanky, which but and not lanky because he's supposed to get like they he gets you know, he's supposed to be beefy for baseball. He's a pitcher though. Like pitchers I mean he's supposed to have yeah. like arm but baseball players aren't like um what am I trying to say?
0: They're they can get stocky, but they don't usually get beefy like a football player or anything like that. They usually are pretty lean for the most part.
1: And I was just picturing him tall. And so I was picturing him with like light. Like, why do I? I don't know why I picture.
0: You're picturing them (laughs) opposite.
1: I don't know. I just I pictured him with like light hair and freckles. I just have a specific image in my head. It's not an actor, though. But when I read, I just like. And a lot of times when I read the characters I'm picturing in my head are animated. Is that weird? No, that's not
0: weird. You kind of do like a, maybe a little bit of a mix of like some Disney animation, <laughs> like a, for like a
1: sure.
0: Aladdin pipe looking for guy and, or Prince I'm, Eric.
1: Like when I read books, I just really wish I was an artist sometimes so that I could like draw, like draw. um
0: Exactly. What's in your head.
1: For like fan fiction. Yes. Cause I just, I would
0: them. love to be able to like, or just make it draw comic books. Yes. You know, so that'd be so cool I if know. I could draw like that.
1: Yeah. I know.
0: Ugh. So for Addie, I I don't know, have you ever seen, and this is a long time ago, not a long time ago, but a good 10 years probably. Did you ever watch Kyle XY?
1: Um, no, on, but I know the show. I okay, know. well,
0: there was a girl that lives next door to them in Kyle XY that he ends up having a crush on, and she's pretty, but she's kind of almost like that average girl, pretty, like she she really dresses up well. And and this kind of reminded me of the description of Addie because she's supposed to be pretty, but she's not supposed to be like gorgeous. And her hair is what makes her. Gotcha. And of course, her relationship with Jake, you know, him being popular. I don't know. Um, do you have anybody in mind? Do you think of for Addie?
1: Um, possibly. <sighs> it's Emma. But for some reason, I want to say Emma Watson. I no, that's not right, because isn't Emma Watson Harry Potter?
0: Yeah, Hermione. But she has short hair.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's not how I'm thinking of Emma. No, she's in Scream Four. She's in
0: oh uh, Emma Roberts,
1: blonde Emma Roberts. Like what? She, like I picture Emma Roberts with blonde hair, which I've seen her with blonde in a couple sh- things. But I, a lot of times I've seen her with dark hair too. But
0: yeah, I, I think her, I think she's naturally dark, but she does go blonde sometimes. Like she was blonde for Nancy Drew.
1: Yeah, she was blonde in Scream Queens. Oh, I love Scream Queens. Um, oh,
0: the first season, the first season of Scream Queens. Okay. <laughs>
1: no 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 it should have just been the first like it should have just been a, a one
0: and done and that was it yeah
1: one and done but yeah that's what I kind of pictured I think she has, like I think she's very pretty but you know but I picture just like a very just an average high schooler but she's got this really beautiful just simple face but beautiful hair like that's how I pictured her
0: yeah you know I kind of see her mom as being like the Amy Polar character for Mean Girls <laughs> <laughs> do you see that kind of? Yes. <laughs> Just like, oh, girls, you keep me young.
1: <laughs> Is there alcohol in this? No, but do you want some? Because I'd rather do. I'd rather you
0: drink in the house. We <laughs> 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 quoting some Mean Girls, of course we are. We should be quoting Breakfast Club.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: About <laughs> to come back in here, I'm cracking skulls.
1: But <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is our second mean girls reference? Let's see how many more we can fit in. <laughs> I know,
0: right? <laughs> Eat my shorts. Sorry, that's a <laughs> breakfast club one again. Um but it was kind of funny how I was trying to compare all these characters to their breakfast club counterparts. Mm-hmm. And I guess Simon would be the Ally Sheedy character because he's supposed to be the quote outcast. So that would be him. So Cooper would be Emilio Estevez, Addie would totally be um uh molly ringwald Uh
1: uh-huh
0: and then nate is judd hirsch and uh oh my god what's his name oh the kid the nerd i don't
1: know you know
0: you know his name
1: (laughs) you don't know his name oh my god i'm gonna look
0: it up and it's gonna be right on the tip of my tongue
1: but i pictured simon more looking more like that dude to be like
0: from breakfast club the nerd Yes, I kind of yeah, I can kind of see that. Yep. Oh, by the way, it's Anthony Michael Hall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah,
0: I totally, I totally see that too. I can see that. Yeah, maybe a little more, a little less. Um, I kind of see him as that character, or maybe that that you know Anthony, young Anthony Michael Hall, but maybe a little more prestigious, has a little bit more money. Yeah, you know, obviously he's more well spoken, and you know he's not right timid like that character. But no,
1: no. yeah. I just picture him looking like him, kind of nerdy, smart, and he's just he don't get the chicks.
0: <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. He does not get. His life does not go very well.
1: Nope.
0: Nope. So, Hannah, did you read One of Us Is Next, the sequel?
1: Yes. You did. Yes. So,
0: are there any repeating characters in that, or
1: it's um, it's Maeve, it's kind of her. Well, not like her story, but she's one of the characters, I think. You know, I should know this stuff. Um, but, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because I saw
0: that there was some character named Phoebe in there. Because there was like a ch- sample chapter at the be- end of the book, you know. And uh-huh. I was like, who? I wonder who, you know. And this one's not. Somebody's getting killed off or something. I don't know. But isn't that what that's about? Somebody's getting killed off and they're trying to figure out who might be next?
1: Um, kind of. It's like, it's a very similar it's a very similar vibe. Same school, Bronwyn shows up again, but it's like she's in high school. So, or she's in college. I'm sorry. So, like, she'll come back to visit. Like I said, it's like Maeve is one of the perspectives of the story. Also, um, the lawyer, Eli, and then Addie's sister, um, Ashton. Ashton. I think they are in it. All the characters are like mentioned, but so it's definitely
0: tied in for oh, sure. Yeah. It's not just like same location, completely different characters, but oh, it has a tie in.
1: Yes, yep, it does. Um But yeah, if I remember correctly, Maeve is a huge part of it, and it's well, more- I know at the
0: end of the book of the of one of us is lying. There's like the what's you know catch up with the the Fairview Four, and Maeve is the narrator of that, and tells you what happened like the next year when. Bronwyn came home from thanks for Thanksgiving and all that stuff, like
1: oh, yeah, hmm I don't know if that's in my book. I had a um it kind of
0: looked like it was an additional short story, like cause at the end it had some like publishing remarks at the end, so maybe it had been published somewhere else, and they just put it in the back of this version of the book. I don't know.
1: It has um a clip or a part from um, Two Can Keep a Secret," which is another one of Karen McManus's books but it's not, it's a whole other story. But one of us is next. Like you said, it is um, there's like, and it's like kind of like a copycat um, type gossip app. Um, um, But it's, it's very interesting because it's kind of like, I don't think it's an app. It's like a, game it's like texted to everybody and it's like a truth or dare type thing and they like text people like i'm not giving anything away by this like i think this is in the synopsis maybe even on goodreads but it's like they'll like text you like truth or dare or something and if you don't play along then they then they like tell like a secret about you essentially so it's like very similar that yeah there's still murder or deaths in it um but it's
0: yeah the next generation kind of thing Yep. um well, I'm that's awesome. I'm glad I want to, I'm going to get that eventually once I get around to round it. <laughs> I really liked this book. I really think it was cool. I thought it was a lot more mature than I thought it was. I, I was expecting, I was not expecting all the sex and the drugs and, the, yeah. and cursing as well. I was not expecting, you know, the F bomb to be dropped a few times, but whatever. Um, it's for a mature audience guys. Thank you so much, Hannah. For, you know, coming on and talking to me about a book you've already kind of read, but you're willing to
1: reread. So. <laughs> and I started out 2020 with this book. It was my first book of the year. And then, yeah, I reread it. Um, and I I mean, I loved it just as much. It's good.
0: Good. <laughs> well, everybody, you can find Hannah on Instagram under uh, the handle Girls Turn Pages. And you can also listen to her on Instagram. I strolled down Fear Street where she and her friend Megan are actually covering all the Fear Street books in order that they were released. And it's really cool. I've been on uh, an episode and that was fun.
1: My The Fear Street podcast is um, produced by Night Shift Video and they have a podcast as well that reviews Um, horror movies, but also just like horror stories and murder stories and stuff like that. So people who read this book might be interested in that. Um, If you read this book and you enjoy it, you probably be really interested in Fear Street because that is exactly what I thought about when I read this book was like if Fear Street series was written and in, in 2020, it would be like this book right here. Um, and that I just related those so much because it's not super common to read books like this right now. So I think that's another reason why I loved it so much. So I'm so glad you have me. This is real fun.
0: Well, I, I'm glad you came. So I hope you will uh, consider maybe coming back and do it the other one sometime. We'll get one that you ha- will, can read fresh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was <be> fun.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have any comments about One of Us is Lying or the show in general? Reach out to me on Twitter at Dustin underscore Holden or on Instagram at dustin_c_holden C. Holden or Dustin Can Read. You can email me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com and please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the show. Until next time,
1: Dustin Can Read.